United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Cross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Cross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects at Fan Apps, I was on a panel that they had organized, which means they didn't choose me. I was just added to the panel. <laughs> I would choose did. you again. Yeah, yeah, I would choose yeah. you in a heartbeat. And so and we wound up uh, uh, having um, discussions about um, uh, conspiracies. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm like, well, this is the class I teach you, so uh, I just read. so I invited them. Then, actually, mm-hmm. so uh, let's give them our attention and our understanding. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, okay. so um, we are Chelsea and Noel. We do Utah's um, number one podcast for deviants, nerds, and the occasional conspiracy theorist. Um, we say occasional conspiracy theorist because it does come with a bit of a stigma when you say that you are a conspiracy theorist. Um, usually, you have to kind of give the qualifier of. I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I'm vaccinated, or I'm a conspiracy yeah. <laughs> theorist, um, but I choose higher education. So occasional conspiracy theorist is kind of the softer way to introduce it. And today we're going to kind of dive into why conspiracy theories, a couple that we really like, and then we're going to open it up for questions. If you do have a question that pops up, please feel free to just raise hand, just say it. It's going to be more of a discussion. So if you want to ask a question or argue or debate, you are totally welcome to do that. We did it at Fanex and it got, I don't want to say it got heated, but it did get animated. People did not like what we had to say about cats being from outer space, but um, well, we could always cover that a little later. So um, essentially what we see with conspiracy theories or why people feel drawn to them is they tend to be a little bit more disenfranchised. There have been studies on it, and the one that we want to kind of go in today very briefly is in 2015, researchers in the Netherlands had three groups. They gave one the prompt of writing about how successful they were. They gave one the prompt of writing how unsuccessful they were. And then the third group was instructed to write about dinner. Um, Not really any stake in the game. And then they asked them a question of, what do you think about the, you know, the... Uh, construction project in Amsterdam and the subway. It's been delayed time and time again. Um, Why do you think that is? And it was only the group that wrote about success that was a little bit more infrastructure, a little bit more maybe budgeting. But the other two groups really dove into conspiracy theories. They were like, well, maybe the government's taking our money. They want to delay the project. So it really comes to light that conspiracy theories are kind of weapons of the disenfranchised. Um, And that's kind of what we're seeing politically today. A lot of more marginalized groups or quote unquote marginalized groups are flocking to conspiracies to kind of explain away why they may not be getting their way. We're seeing it politically. We're seeing it with coronavirus. It's just a way for people who feel back in the corner to essentially fight back against information. And how are you going to do that? You're going to make a conspiracy theory. So... The way Noel and I approach conspiracy theories is we're kind of all in, and that's because we're presenting them in a way that um, we're like, yeah, we'll believe everything, um, but we are vaccinated. Yeah. We do believe, uh, we believe, it. We you know, do we do believe in science, science. <laughs> but there are ways to approach a conspiracy. Um, essentially, you have to look at the evidence, the source for that evidence, 
and then what reasoning leaks the evidence to the conspiracy. And the third one is really where you can kind of get a little bit more creative. Um, I'm sure you guys have talked about it and we'll be going into it later in the semester, but it's that you can really get a confirmation bias no matter what evidence you pull. And when you get gray areas with your evidence, that's when you're really going to run into the conspiracy mindset. Um, <laughs> you're more than welcome yeah, to come, come in. in. Come in, come, come in, in, come in. Come on in. <laughs> you're more than welcome to come in. Um, um, so you're more than welcome to come in. You're totally fine. That's nice of you. <laughs> um, so it's that gray area. And we're going to go into the conspiracy theories that we personally enjoy and how we approach them, whether we believe in them or not. So I'm going to go into the redacted conspiracies. This is a very prevalent conspiracy. I'm sure you've all heard of it once we get to it. Um, that has come from gray areas of truth where people try to fill in the blanks. And you can see how that snowball effects can lead to the next theory of flat earth theory. Um, <laughs> this one is so fun to talk about. And it's really fun when you go into why people believe in the flat earth, and especially when you go into maybe the truths behind it. So the first thing we're going to do is the flat earth theory revolves around Antarctica. Um, that was pun intended. <laughs> but you guys will see here, this is the flat earth model. Um, it is within a dome. You'll see everything is on essentially a disc with the sun and the moon within the dome. And then the outer edge, you get the ice. Um, and in the flat earth theory, the ice that's on the edge is really Antarctica. So the science and all of the theorizing that goes behind this is just essentially we are floating up through space. Um, the force that we feel isn't necessarily gravity that's keeping us down. It is an act of God, so to speak. Um, so let's go into the next slide and let's talk about how it gained traction. So Admiral Byrd is a very real person in history that's not a conspiracy, and he was tasked to explore the North and South Poles, and he actually received a Medal of Honor for doing that. Um, and then in the 40s, he was tasked with Operation High Jump, and this was an excursion to go to Antarctica and essentially see if they could set up a base camp there and see how equipment would operate. And at this time, it was wildly believed that Antarctica was a hellscape on Earth that no human could survive in. And in some cases, that is true. But he did discover um, some climate anomalies down there. And he also made claims of UFOs. He spoke about this when he got back. And it was really <clears throat> essentially swept under the rug. Um, he was sponsored by National Geographic. So if you try to look at any of the interviews he gave about the UFOs that he saw um, or, you know, the climate anomalies, which are now accepted into scientific fact, um, they really slandered him and they made him sound crazy. They said that his works were matters of fiction. They kind of gave him a pretty bad rep. If you look up his journal entries, they're marketed as being... Um, fiction when other people on the side of the fence um, of the conspiracy side think that it's nonfiction, that it's like absolutely true. So let's go into um, a little bit of what he thought he saw there. And this is where you kind of get fringe theories of hollow earth. He believed that you could fly into the globe and that's where you get the central sun. And that he also says there's a landmass that's not been accounted for on any map. Um, so let's go ahead and jump to the next slide. 
And this is where we get into the redacted conspiracy theories, where if there's smoke, there's fire. So everything on top, we have the smoke, and this is what is true. He 100% did receive a Medal of Honor for his first excursions. He was very respected. Um, He was sponsored by National Geographic. He was essentially uh, the Magellan of his time, right? And there are areas in Antarctica where freshwater ponds are there all year long. And in comparison, in Russia, the average temperature of the coldest inhabited place on Earth, 3.2 degrees Fahrenheit all year long, is actually colder than Antarctic bases, and people live there. There's things like the Schermacher Oasis, where soil temperatures are warm enough that there's no permafrost. And these are actual places. These are not conspiracies. So when you think of Antarctica, you tend to think of, you know, this frigid landscape that's just ice the whole way through. But there are places where the soil could be fertile and it does have, you know, geothermal heat to keep it warm enough that it never freezes. And then finally, soft disclosure, we have unidentified aerial phenomenon that people in the military do accept. Whether they're aliens or not, it is the essential belief that, yes, there are things out there that we can encounter that we're not sure. Could it be from other militaries? Sure. Could it be extraterrestrial? Sure. Um, But then what happens is once Admiral Byrd started to get shut down and what he was trying to talk about and people saw that some of the things that he brought to light were true... That's where you really get the redacted conspiracies. There's too much gray area. So once he started to get shut down, then you had people jumping into the um, theory that Operation High Jump was actually about him going over the edge in Antarctica. Um, Modern flights taking circumvented routes. If you want to fly from Africa um, to South America, you go up and then over. You don't go straight over Antarctica. This is an argument that people on flat Earth make. And then also, if you try to fly over Antarctica, you're not allowed unless you're military. You'll get shut down. We have so, a question. Yes. It's interesting how you say there's no direct flights to Antarctica because there used to be. In New Zealand, there used to be this pleasure. Mm-hmm. You could fly over Antarctica and see it, and it was marketed as your, like, the earlier sport. Yeah. There. There's ones, too, in Chile that you can go to, and you can go to the edges. Um The interesting thing about no direct flights over it is that there used to only be two places where Google Earth wouldn't show full images. Um, One of them used to be Area 51. That's no longer the case. And the other one is Antarctica. It's a composite image. Um, So this is where you get the idea of direct flights where you literally are flying over the center. They make the argument for military bases. You can still go to Antarctica, um, you know, for recreational reasons. You can take cruises there. But as far as actually going over or, like, chartering a flight, not allowed. Um, and it's, I agree with you. You can go there. Um, but the fact that there's the, the little kindles of just thought that kind of let this take hold um, and really grip people on flat Earth is what made it take off so much. Yeah. So... Uh, I'm a pilot, and the reason that you can't really fly over it has a lot to do with, like, the magnetic poles and stuff, and it, like, messing up the instruments and, like, your actual plane. Mm -hmm. I'm curious what, like, your thoughts are on that. Yeah, so the magnetic poles, um, even Admiral Byrd had, like, he made a big deal about a special compass and everything that he had. Um, The poles on flat Earth are GPS anomalies that have been implemented by the government. So, and the reason for that is 
they don't want us to know, right? So I agree. I I I believe the Earth is round. I don't want anyone out here thinking that I'm trying to do this right. Um, but and then also the central theory that you have like the sun inside the earth that's going to affect the way that things pull as well um so they don't want people to know that so they don't let them fly above it now a lot of people are like why though (laughs) like why flat earth why is that so important um again we go back into the disenfranchised and when you look at some of the ways that the disenfranchised talk about their treatments a big big common thing with this specific theory is it ties back into religion. So a big um, thought with flat earth is that once you get to the edge and you're on that dome, the spaces between us and heaven or celestial body are so much thinner that you could reach out and touch God. Um, Why is that a problem? Because the government, the Illuminati, the powers that be, the UN, whatever world leader you want to talk about, doesn't want people to unite under one Christian God. And that sounds crazy that it goes that far, right? But if you follow back most conspiracy theories, especially in the United States, they kind of lean that same way, very religious. Um, If you look at vaccinations, if you look at QAnon, um, there's even the Ezra's Eagles theory where Mormonism ties in with Donald Trump being elected. There's magic rituals where people think that Pepe the Frog from 4chan got Trump elected. And they're very they're very real ritualistic ideas. And it does sound, it may sound ludicrous when you dissect it and you're like, I 100% know that this isn't true. But then you go into things like faith and hope that people have like, maybe the reason I'm so unhappy is because there's a power out there I don't understand keeping me down. And that's why they flock to things like this. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard of the Flat Earth um, documentary on Netflix where they disproved their own theory, but then they took a step back and was like, oh, it's inversion. Or, you know, there's always an, there's always a kind of a confirmation bias where they're like, no, I already have my evidence and I'm going to yeah. keep that just kind of qualifying everything that I believe in. Um, and then when you go into the landmass, the reason why they don't want you to go to Antarctica is because Admiral Byrd discovered extra land out there, Right. Who would benefit from extra land? The powerful, the elite, people who are destroying the planet, but they have all these resources on this extra land mass. Um, They don't want us to see the edge. So essentially what you can do in situations like this is to kind of understand the disenfranchisement that comes with conspiracy. It's not that these people um, or that flat earthers are dumb or that they don't understand science. They've qualified their own science to believe in this, but the overarching theory is just being part of the group that doesn't necessarily feel successful or hopeful or, you know, they're just clinging to whatever they can to qualify why existence is awful. And flat earth is one of those. So if you look up secrets of Antarctica or things like that, you'll often find a lot of things that aren't necessarily answered. um, And it just keeps getting bigger. It's almost like a tulpa. The more that you believe in it, the more that it's going to gain its own consciousness and keep moving forward. So, does anyone have questions about flat earth or any comments? Um, we're going to kind of go into Noelle's bit here. Cool. So whereas Chelsea loves the redacted version of conspiracy, mine is politics. Um, and my favorite political conspiracy theory, which I'm pretty sure you and probably your parents know of, is the CIA killed JFK. 
Um, this, this one, there was actually a 2013 Gallup poll that came out and showed that 81% of Americans polled do believe that there is a conspiracy with the JFK assassination and that Har Lee Harvey Oswald did not um, act alone. Um, so that's a fun one. As time goes on, it just becomes kind of more, less of a conspiracy, more of a believed thing. Um, and if there's anything the U.S. is good at, it's making us believe in the worst. Um, and this is why political conspiracy theories are my favorite, because um, the U.S. government has only given us reason to believe that they are fully capable, willing, and wanting to do them and commit them. The greatest being MKUltra, which was the uh, CIA secret experiments where they were dosing people with LSD in hopes to learn about mind control and telekinesis in order to weaponize it. Um, super fun stuff. You have a picture there of a doctor administrating LSD. Um, the problem with this experiment, not everyone was consenting. Not everyone knew what they were doing. There were some unwitting participants. So again, yeah. Um, also, I just want to add to this. There was another story where they were, um, the government was in, this was like in the 50s, when this was, radiation was a new thing. Like atomic radiation was a new thing. And so they um, experimented a bunch of people. Yeah, so. Going to die. Yeah, that was a fun one. Um, the conspiracy with that one was that they were taking like American citizens, um, and of course, like a religious turn on it was like taking babies. Everyone really likes to use that one. Um, most of the time, they were testing the effects of radiation on cadavers. Um, but again, like Chelsea said, where there's smoke, there's fire. That's where conspiracy loves to live. Um, another actual real thing um, that was a conspiracy and ended up being true um, were the syphilis experiments with the Tuskegee. Um, county in Alabama, where they had lied to participants as to what they were doing and what they were taking part in. And um, they were just studying the effects of untreated syphilis, and it resulted in 130 deaths. Um, another one, obviously, um, the Gulf of Tonkin incident, um, a faked government coup to rally support for the Vietnam War. Um, and honestly, we could spend probably the rest of the semester going off on government things that would make you fully believe in conspiracies and that if there's a will, there's a way and they're willing to do it. So when you look at it through that lens, is it really that crazy to think the CIA would kill JFK? But my favorite thing is why. So this is fact up here. This is from the Warren Commission. They found that Kennedy was assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald. Three shots were fired. The two final were the ones that killed him. Um, he was in the Texas School Book Depository, which was behind the motorcade at the time um, on the, what was it, sixth floor. Um, and then, of course, that Oswald was a U.S. citizen, but he had lived in the Soviet Union, had come back, which plays into the conspiracy there a little bit. Um, and then, um, lucky for him, Oswald was then himself assassinated two days later in custody, while in custody in the Dallas police headquarters by a nightclub owner, Jack Ruby. And this all is a part of the conspiracy, this fact. Um, so these are the three main conspiracies. The first one is the Zapruder film, um, which is that famous home footage of the assassination. Um, you go, why, why does that matter? Um, because they said that Lee Harvey Oswald shot from behind, right? Where does Kennedy's head go? Back. Big questions there. Not just with who filmed it, but everyone around it. Um, yeah. Uh, no, it's only a question to people who only experience of seeing someone get shot is watching it on movies and television, and they don't understand that this is people getting shot. 
Yeah, there is the there, and I there's a quote that's like, there is a theory that if you get shot, the head where the where you get shot goes back to the direction of the bullet, right? So if you get shot from the back, your head would go to the back. So that's why they explain, no, that is correct. There is the the shooter from behind. Also, Seinfeld with its whole back into the left magic spit really, yeah, led credence to this theory that um, the back into the left with the magic bullet. Yeah, um, but of course. It, one magic movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the magic bullet, the magic bullet. But of course, um, to not only Zapruder who filmed it, but the people around were like, "I'm not a scientist, but I'm going to go ahead and say that his head flying back makes me a little suspicious." And you go, "Why does that matter? What does it matter?" Right? Second theory, second shooter in the grassy knoll. That's why it matters because in front of the motorcade is the grassy knoll, and that's where the second shooter theory comes in. As in, there was a second shooter waiting there. That's where the shot came from. That's where Kennedy's head went backwards. Um, and of course, if you go to the reenactment area, you'll see people taking tours over to the grassy knoll and showing you. There have been conspiracy theorists who have like proven, like if I was sitting here, because there's and the, the shadow figure in the Saputer film, they say is proof of the second shooter and he's on the grassy knoll, all that good stuff. Um, but they say if he was there, he could have escaped this way through the rail yard undetected. Or they say like if he was here on the knoll and shot, there was like a sewer area that he could have crawled into and gone out. Um, and then the favorite, favorite part of that, John Connolly, who was the Texas governor who was shot with a, from the bullet that from the Warren Commission, went through Kennedy and hit him. He then says, bullet casings weren't the same between what hit me and what they pulled out and recorded in the Warren Commission with Kennedy. So again, supporting the um, second shooter theory. And then my favorite, Jack Ruby, um, the theory was that he was paid to kill Oswald before the trial and investigation, which would hence bring out the truth that it was a conspiracy and again, paint the CIA in a bad light for doing some not-so-cool stuff. And you go, why? Who's Jack Rudy? Well, they say he's a club owner in the commission. He's not just a club owner. He was a strip club owner, and the strip club was um, protected by the mafia. He had big mafia ties for years. So they were like, that's our guy. We're going to go to him, pay him off to do it. And then in the Warren Commission, they said that Jack Rudy's um, reasoning for assassinating Oswald was that he was so overcome with emotion at the loss of President Kennedy that he felt it his civic duty to kill Oswald. Um, which if you read any interviews with him, watch any footage of him, I just don't think Jack Ruby's a guy who's crying about the president being assassinated to the point where he has to go commit a murder. My unbiased opinion, I guess. Um, and... So the theory there being he killed Oswald, was paid off by the CIA um, to help cover the conspiracy theory. But why? Why would you want to assassinate a president? Well, if you're the CIA, you've had a bunch of bad press um, besides what we talked about before. The biggest one being the Bay of Pigs invasion, which was a failed attack launched by the CIA, originally backed by Eisenhower, but played out during the Kennedy administration. And this was a push um, to get Cuba free from Castro, essentially, and the spread of communism, the big fear. Um, and some believe that Kennedy actually gave the attack away, hence why it failed. Um, and it was a pretty spectacular fail. As if, this is me fudging numbers, but it was essentially like three of us showing up and then the entire military on Cuba being like, we know, just leave. 
Um, <laughs> and so the conspiracy is that the CIA, upset with Kennedy for letting that out, kind of ruining the, the coup, that's the reason why they would want to assassinate him for being like a liability. The other two kind of spinoffs of that is that the CIA needed to cover for the Bay of Pigs, hence the assassination, or a follow through of that, that because of the bad press and the massive fail on a world stage that was the Bay of Pigs, that Kennedy would then punish the CIA by dissolving them completely. So what do you do if you're the CIA? Get rid of the guy who's gonna make you lose your job. The Bay of Pigs was two and a half years earlier. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, but still, Kennedy did come out and have like against it thoughts. Like there are quotes of Kennedy being like, "This, yeah, this wasn't our problem. We shouldn't have got this." Was a big like the conspiracy comes down to the U.S. hates looking like a clown on the world stage, and someone had to take the fall. And who was it going to be, Kennedy or the CIA? Uh, Kennedy went on TV and said, "It's my fault." Yeah. And I mean, no, he really did. that would maybe that's why he had to take a bullet to the back of the head because he was also going to take down the CIA with that. Um, but yeah, and Kennedy coming out and admitting himself that it was a fail, another big black mark on the U.S. big strength in itself. When would a president ever come out and say that we messed up? I mean, Bush still hasn't said anything as far as I'm concerned. So it's like Kennedy coming out and saying that was a mistake. We shouldn't have done that. We overstepped our boundaries kind of admitting that we're a flopping mess, CIA is like, no way, we're the CIA. We're coming for you. So final thoughts. So we talked a little bit about, especially going to the Bay of Pigs and kind of circumventing bad press. And it honestly happens a lot. I mean, look at the Kardashians. Anytime the Kardashians do something, then we get Kylie's baby's name. Like, it's not inherently crazy that they try to spin something by making a bigger issue, right? We see a lot of false flags that come up in the media. Um, and whether or not you believe in it, people believe in these false flags. The agent provocateur was a really big commentary um, during some of the race riots that were recently happening, a lot of the George Floyd protests, where people would come in and one identified person out of the crowd would throw a brick through a laundromat window. It becomes on and popping with the crowd. You get that kind of hive mentality. And then you have both sides saying, who did it? We saw it with January 6th as well. Um, a lot of people were like, well, that was actually Antifa dressed up. Um, it's, it's crazy when you think about how you know, the snowball effect happens with where conspiracies live. And another thing with MKUltra is... The, the CIA being dissolved, right? Like, they didn't want that to happen mm -hmm. because what does the CIA control in the grand scheme of things? In conspiracies, they don't want us to know that Kennedy's alive, you know? Um, things with the flat earth and propaganda, like you were talking a little bit about how the... Um, how they were just essentially mm -hmm. trying to spin it, right? And spinning stuff in popular culture happens all the time. You may be wondering, what were we doing at Comic-Con? Um, there's so much propaganda in comic books. Even Spider-Man came out and, you know, did an anti-drug campaign. Um, there were DC characters that came out with HIV and, you know, were trying to promote it. And, like, you know, this isn't a life sentence. You can live with it. And you think of that stuff as more positive propaganda. But then you look at 
things like Chick's Tracks, where it was comic books with really religious extreme views that were distributed for free. Um, we were also dropping comic books in war areas that was showing like, you know, we had Reagan's Heroes, if you want to be scarred for life, look it up, <laughs> where you have people with like John Cena's body, but President Reagan's head and like George, you know, George Bush's head on top going in and fighting people. Um, the propaganda movement of conspiracy theories is insane. And it's so hard to disprove because you can come at somebody with logic, but if they really believe it, how are you going to talk them out of it? Right? Yeah. And I think the other thing with conspiracy theory is that um, there's always like a speck, a tiny speck of truth, right? Like with the JFK conspiracy theory, you have, why is a strip club owner mafia man um, killing in close range this fugitive who just killed the president of the United States in front of people. They're in custody. They're surrounded by, he was transported there in an armored vehicle. And you're telling me this guy just went up to him and assassinated him and no one knew anything about it. That's truth. And so the conspiracy mindset is how did that happen and why did that happen? And then that's where you like fall down the rabbit hole, just like with flat earth, um, like modern interpretations of it is why is it a Google composite of map? Why don't they just have an image? Why am I not allowed to go there? Why are certain areas blocked off? That's the truth. And then building around it is the conspiracy mindset as to why that's all happening. It's, it's definitely a spider web of thoughts. So you're not just disproving flat earth. You have to also disprove Nordic aliens that live in Antarctica. You have to disprove why Hitler thought we lived in... Um, a, like the inside of like a hollow dome, like the inside of a light bulb, essentially. You have to disprove if he actually didn't think that, then why was he firing missiles up straight up in the air towards England? And you're also, you could be like, well, Hitler was an idiot. There's no, you know, arguing against also that. true. But, but then <laughs> the flip side of conspiracy is people would say, why did he think that? If he has, you know, if the Nazi army has this army of scientists, then why would they think that? So the main thing of how we approach conspiracy theories is it isn't so much um, trying to disprove them. It's trying to understand the theories and taking them with a grain of salt. Yeah, how they got there. Um, so maybe like theories that we absolutely don't believe in. QAnon's a tough one for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, um, I think uh, I think for us personally, it was a really tough time um, during the election season to love conspiracies and love conspiracy theory and watch what happened and watch the lead up to January 6th. Um, but it, ha it made us have really honest conversations with ourselves and the conspiracy theory community as a whole um, and reminding ourselves that these are disenfranchised people. They tend to come from um, poor backgrounds, uneducated. Um, they tend to have had horrific things happen to them, whether they're losing their jobs in the coal mines, et cetera, whatever it may be. There's a reason why they, don't, they no longer can put food on the table. They have to understand what happened and why it's happening. And they have to like find something to grasp onto that um, makes it all make sense. I think for us, we revel in the chaos. We accept that chaos is a part of life. But for a lot of people, they can't do that. Um, so they're looking for an explanation, hence where conspiracy theory comes in and is like just the bread and butter that helps them sleep at night. Um, and so we also do try to remember that while there are dangerous people and dangerous conspiracy theories at the end of the day, you have to think like what is happening to that person in their life that's making them believe that to the point where they'll lose their family to believe that. Um, and I think the conclusion that we came to was kind of like the system's 
at B that oppress them and that put them in that position, that keep them uneducated, that keep them poor, are the same systems that they worship, the same systems that make them go, you know, blue lives matter, the same systems that make them drop out of high school at 13 to go work in a coal mine and not pursue an education, the same systems that almost encourage media illiteracy and, um, you know, echo chambers, um, this, those systems that they worship are the reasons why that they are also disenfranchised, but they're never going to be the ones to admit that, comprehend it, hence the cognitive dissonance that they'll have when you present them facts. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the other thing that we learned with, like, treading through the waters of conspiracy theory and still loving it mm-hmm. is also understanding how and why it could get so dark. Do you have a conspiracy that surprised you that you love the most? <sighs> I have one. I Please would love say to get it, in. Say it. So sometimes you approach conspiracy and you don't realize the grasp of the com- like the community behind it. So we did an episode about Morgellons. Oh my gosh! I don't know if you guys have heard um, about Morgellons, but it's essentially the idea that some people are infected and they have fibers in their blood. Um, they it causes things that I would say are similar to maybe lupus or. Yeah you know, uh, psychosomatic diseases where essentially they just don't feel good and they try to figure out why. And there is a massive online community of people who are self-diagnosed and they have proof, like they get a cut. And I'm sure that we've all had this where you get a cut and maybe like a fiber from your shirt sticks to it. Um, This is such verified proof for them. And we did an episode about it that went off the rails where we kind of became baby spokespersons yeah. for yeah for people with Morgellons, <laughs> and they they clung to us and mm-hmm. and that was that that is a crazy conspiracy because again at its core it's a group of people who feel like they aren't listened to by doctors and medical professionals or don't have access to good health care mm-hmm. um, and they're in chronic pain and they've created a community online where they have people who diagnose each other, who are like, go to this person to get a blood test and they'll be able to confirm they have support groups, they have resources. It's literally a subculture based off of a conspiracy. And that's, medical conspiracies are pretty interesting because the Morgellons led us into the rabbit hole of people who have a sort of body dysmorphia where they will remove limbs or they will um, self-harm in such a way where they will say things like, I am supposed to be blind so they'll blind themselves and they try to appropriate maybe disabilities that other people have and that's also a disenfranchised community that reached out to us where people were sending us pictures of them removing their own limbs and they were just so grateful to be heard Mm -hmm. and inviting us into like their private inner circles where once you're in there, you almost want to buy in. Yeah. And that's what's dangerous with conspiracy theories. Because if I look at a person who puts um, like dry ice on their leg and just keeps it on there until the leg is essentially dead, and then they're like, oh, I'm so much better. Now I'm back to school. I have a job. Yeah. My wife took me back. You're like, is there something to this? Yeah, but you, you know, want to support it, man. Yeah, and it's like, who does it hurt? So that is also another dangerous thing with conspiracy theories is some of them, I would say, are essentially harmless. Um, Morgellons, for example. Yeah, Morgellons um, is fairly harmless, but then, of course, you can get into a little bit more of, like... Yeah, and then you have people who blind themselves because they think that they're supposed to be part of the blind community or the disabled community. 
Um, and the arguments that come from that, right? People who were born blind are like, it's hard enough. Why are you trying to, you know, do this? Or you're wearing blacked out sunglasses and pretending. And it's the, when, as soon as people get heard or they get a platform, as we've seen with some of the QAnon and any little spark triggers it, Epstein, for example, made QAnon absolutely blow up, Pizzagate blow up, or there's this secret Kabbalah who has, you know, a, a pedophilic ring. And then you have the Ikea furniture where some Ikea cabinets were being sold for tens of thousands of dollars. And you look up the uh, the UPC codes and then it leads to Russian websites, right? And it's like, maybe that's just a random number on the internet and you type it into Google, it's going to take you wherever. But no, if you are in that community, it is verified proof that something is going on. Um, and that's where you get into where we see it a lot is becoming spokespeople just by hearing them out. And it it can be very surprising yeah. what you can get pulled into. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say the safest conspiracies to buy into would be the world of cryptids. Yeah, stay in cryptids. If, yeah. Very <laughs> very fun. Um, and there's even a subgroup for that. There's a conspiracy that the Bigfoot footage was actually a filmed massacre of where the forest community or the um, timber community was coming in and wiped out all the Bigfoots and they were documenting that the job was done. Very, it gets dark quick, right? Um, <laughs> so we would just recommend if you want to dive into conspiracy theories, I mean, this is a great way to do it, you know, taking a pragmatic view towards it. Um, man, you guys are super lucky to have this class, I think, um, where you can approach these subjects. And man, good on you for taking it because the world of conspiracy theories opens so many doors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've actually never heard of the word Jones one, and that's really interesting to me because, like, I'm on a wheel. I have no idea what I have because mm -hmm. my appointment's like in February, four months. Of yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, oh, like within uh, like the chronic pain disabled community, like there's so much of. I've gone to like 20 doctors, and mm -hmm. every single one of them says it's just in my head. Mm -hmm. Even though like I know it's not because I have all these like right. actual physical things. Yeah. So I I like totally get why people would yeah like buy into that one yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. Um, there's kind of jokes about it that we have on the podcast where I got hit, a bird flew into my head on Christmas and I got double pink eye and I went to the doctor and I was like, help me. And he was like, that's crazy. Good luck. Like he didn't believe me that that happened. And it's such a, so simple, right? And it was yeah. disgusting and I looked awful, but, um, yeah, it, the, the Morgellons one too, the speck of truth is like, there are so many people suffering in the United States with chronic pain. And then you also have big pharma, mm -hmm. right? Uh, they want to keep you hurting. They want to keep you ill. There comes right. the conspiracy theory. And it's, they're so intertwined and together, it only makes sense that an entire community came out of it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. And there's also the idea that self-treatment could be sleeping or drinking more water, yeah. right? It's very dismissive. And I think that that's why conspiracy theories speak so well because who knows you may look up more gelins and you may say i have everything like is there truth to it and it gets scary because i can say after 18 hours into flat earth we lost her a bit lost me a bit because i was like i was like the earth is round <laughs> but with an asterisk what but. if it isn't you know what i mean <laughs> so it is that's very uh, pervasive and it's very enticing yeah. so we do get lost in the sauce a little bit so yeah. to speak yeah, yeah. um 
the more Jellens one, I might buy into it. I don't I, have yeah, it. It's tough. It's a but tough I'm like, one. who's who's gonna tell me what you yeah, have? You know, it. I believe you. You say it's happening. Who am I to say? Yeah, you know? I, I think you would experience the same thing. Just how we were um, brought into the inner circle of the more Jellens community, and we started to sympathize with them. If you went to a QAnon convention and had a conversation with uh, a mother who's like, I'm just trying to make sense of the world, you would find that sympathy. Yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of the same. Yeah. So with the Morgellons thing, um, that's something I, I had heard of that before, and mm-hmm. it was really interesting. And it kind of came from a place in my life where um, I was in like a chronic pain, like I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um, to the point where I was like sitting in a room because it was dark because light hurt my eyes, and I was like six, and I was like, "Geez, what do I do? Like I'm a six year old, I can't do anything." Um, and all the doctors were like, "Oh, you just have a concussion. You'll be better in like four." weeks maybe like a month maybe never because a head injury Um, yeah (laughs) and then it was like two years later and all the doctors were like yeah he'll recover and stuff and it wasn't until we found kind of like these areas of medical science and stuff that doesn't actually have a lot to do with how america looks at it Mm -hmm. um and it was actually in japan itself that they were like yeah so if you spin in a circle like eight times and you stare at this dot then like maybe that'll help you feel better um, and stuff like that. Yeah. I actually, I actually recovered from that. And I'm just curious how the actual effects of like Western versus Eastern medicine, um, like how many of those people would be able to at least have some sort sort of recovery if like, yeah, there was more open mindedness in like the right. Western well, that's kind of where the conspiracy theory comes in, is that um, the, the country wants to keep you sick and ill, and it wants to keep you buying mm-hmm. medicines that'll never fully cure you. There's Yeah, then there's a lot of ethnocentrism with that, too. Like, if you look at acupuncture, which is more, you know, more of an Eastern treatment, people may disqualify it, but then you frame it as dry needling. You can go to any physical therapist up the road and it's accepted, right? So there is like a big mentality with that. And something that gets a little bit dangerous in the United States specifically with conspiracies is when you follow the money for, um, you know, things like gun violence. We'll try to keep it very, uh, a a little bit of levity, but you follow that up and it's like, well, it's a mental illness. But the people um, higher up who are saying it's a mental illness in Congress tend to be backed by big pharma and who benefits from mental illness, but big pharma. So it's not really an NRA issue. It's a medical issue. And then that you get even more conspiracies of people buying into Alex Jones a little bit more because he sells supplements and he's, you know, giving big pharma the middle finger. And I think with things like Morgellon specifically, some of the treatments for it are um, wild to diagnose yourself with Morgellons. You can gargle wine for a minute and a half. And if you have strings in the wine, when you spit it out, you might have it. We tried it and we're like, are we just disgusting? Or is this like Morgellons? You know what I mean? Um, also it's, so it's very weird like that too. Um, as somebody who also had, uh, you know, like a crop, like chronic issues from a head injury. Um, Man, I'll try anything. I'll look up things on the internet that says if you lay sideways on your bed this way for a minute and then sideways like this on your bed for a minute and then clap twice, you'll feel better. And if it makes me feel better, I'm going to buy into it 100%. So um, conspiracies make people feel better. So yeah. they buy into it. Um, very slippery slope. Yeah, slippery slope though. But yeah. Any other? Yeah. Did you have one? Oh, gosh. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I was just going to say... 
So there's a conspiracy that the, um, the government is trying to keep us sick. Mm-hmm. There's also a conspiracy that the government just wants us to go fight the wars. So. There's the perfect balance, right? Yeah. yeah. The perfect balance. Um, where the joke is like, why would this government want to keep you sick and unwell and disabled when they want you to work, 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 or they want you to go to war, 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 which is fair and true. Um, but what do like all those people come back with? Illnesses, which the cure is as simple as a pill you take once a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of feed into each other. That's where the conspiracy loves to thrive. That one also leaks into the mattress store conspiracy. I don't know if anyone's heard that, but there are so many mattress stores because they seek to control us. And then that sounds so ridiculous. But then you go into Project Harp, which can, you know, influence the weather a little bit. Why do we influence the weather to mass uh, distribute chemicals that make us complacent? Um, So complacent enough to drink the fluoride in the water, complacent enough to go and fight a war. So you see the chemtrails and you're like, that's Project Harp coming for me. Um, And then you see that, you know, earthquakes in South America, people documented that there were chemtrails in the air before it happened. Um, So why would the government want to keep us sick? It doesn't want to keep us sick. It wants to keep us complacent. Um, The mattress stores are the first keys. So you can see how it kind of like builds and builds and builds. There's an answer for everything. There's a conspiracy living in every corner. And if I don't feel good and that explains why, then I'm going to buy into it. So that, again, is the danger of really, you know, the confirmation bias of conspiracy theories. Yeah. If I may go on a little bit of a monologue. Um, So... The thing I don't understand about conspiracy theories is that there there are lots of truth mixed with false information mm-hmm. in them. But like, imagine you're growing up in 1940s Germany for a second, and some crazy person just comes up to you and you're like, "Yeah, I know where they're taking those people. Mm-hmm. Get this, they're 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 mm-hmm. killing them all, right?" Now, would you think, "Hmm, that seems kind of outlandish." They're, they're, transporting millions of these people over there, and they're systematically murdering them. That's a conspiracy theory, yeah, right? Yeah, Although 100%. it's actually happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I have trouble finding truth it, today. I don't trust my government, and I yeah. think a lot of people don't. 100%. Yeah, I would agree how, with you. I don't trust them. How do we mend that? Um, information. So that's why the importance of having everything be open yeah um but it's it's so hard because even the platypus was encrypted at one point um yeah the the government likes to say that redacted documents um protect us but sometimes i think it harms us because it's in that gray area where people fill in the blanks themselves literally and figuratively and that's where conspiracy lives i also think with information comes information literacy and media literacy (laughs) Um, I think that's a big issue that we're facing today. We've never been more connected than in human history than right now with information sharing, which is both a blessing and a curse. And I think to like even my parents' generation, it, should, it feels like it should be forced that they have to take a class on mm-hmm. media literacy uh, and how to actually read sources and know what a trusted source is um, because it, it seems uh, like... I don't, like, it seems inappropriate that we have all this information and no one knows how to read it or disseminate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you often get, like, my parents or my grandparents aren't awful. They're just victims of the news. Yes. Um, or it's even my super Republican sister getting Facebook for the first time. And I just know her algorithm is garbage because she's <laughs> sending me 
things saying that um, in democratic cities, they're weaponizing dogs to sniff out the metal of a gun so that gun owners are going to be killed. And you're like, you look it up and the source is www.blogspot. Like, yeah. you know, of this, freedomeagle.com. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So it's that again comes with media literacy. And we have, you know, our sources aren't always the black and white truth or non-truth a lot of what we go into are the blog spots or the reddit posts um or the 4chan threads and again it's just deciphering you know because there's a lot of times where was i a little scared of maybe getting the vaccine sure but like that the the part of my brain that can like decipher information was like you have like you have asthma don't be stupid you know what i mean or it's it doesn't necessarily matter what you believe whether you're vaccinated or not but it's just personally in my experience was it a little scary because we're constantly diving into the government wanting to kill us yeah for yeah sure. um for sure for sure, for sure. and then it, it's it doesn't help that they have done a lot to prove you right yeah right um yeah so, so that's another big problem. Yeah. So I think it's okay. I think believing in big conspiracies is fine. Um, but they get anti-Semitic really quick. Yeah, they that's get... that's always our rule of thumb. The further you dig into a conspiracy, the it's going to just always fall into anti-Semitism. The thing with the Flat Earth especially, Chelsea dropped name-dropped Hitler in there. Flat Earth and Hitler, like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all comes down to like... Hitler's beliefs and symbology into like uh, left hand path magic and how he thought that by using magic, like with a CK um, that he could like control the world and have world domination. Mm -hmm. Hence why he put the Nazis in Antarctica for a few missions. Um, And hand in hand with that, you get Pepe the frog led to Trump being elected because in 4chan, if you end a thread with double numbers, they kick it. And then when they would kick it, they would put Pepe the Frog, but there's an Egyptian uh, deity, uh, KK. And then how they laugh online is KK. So what they were doing was just essentially just repetitive symbol magic. And the more you charge a sigil in magic, the more powerful it becomes. So that's like another conspiracy theory where magic now comes in. And you're like, okay, well, how do I disprove magic? You know? Um, And then people, but the very same thing, how do you disprove faith? There are people who... Um, we live in a very faithful culture, and I grew up in a very faithful culture, you know? And if you're trying to tell me something about that, you're not telling me nothing, um, because I know what I believe. Um, in the same way that you're not going to tell me there's not yetis in, you know, the Alps. Like, I just happen to believe that, because cryptids are fun. And you know what? It doesn't hurt anybody except for the people they eat. So, <laughs> you know, it's um, just having, like, a levity with it. But And I'm sure you guys are going to learn how to really dive into it. Um, and, you know, a lot of reading and a lot of dissecting conspiracy theories but it's really just what you have to do because um yeah getting lost in the sauce happens a lot yeah so actually um just want to bring up the thing with the cryptids there's uh, one cryptid in particular the tasmanian tiger Mm -hmm. and i feel like a lot of people who believe that that one is alive just want to believe it because it was real at one point yeah Yeah. the the phallus scene or whatever was like its real name yeah Yeah, so it was it was driven to extinction and i feel like a lot why it's mm-hmm. so popular among cryptids. There have been sightings. Yeah. Can't disprove them, though. You know what I mean? But, um, <laughs> it's just like they want to believe that because yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was a really cool creature, you know? Yeah. And you yeah. wanted to still be alive. Or you have yeah. uh, cryptids linking into Native American lore. And mm-hmm. so there's all the proof that it existed at one point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, cryptids are fun. They don't really don't harm anyone. Besides, again, the people eat. Yeah. Which, you know what? Stop like, building yeah. in their habitats yeah um so i actually was just thought about something that 
is kind of interesting in regards to the JFK assassination um, and kind of the mistrust in the government. Um, so I was reading a news article that was talking about how um, the National Archives and Records Administration released like over 10,000 documents mm -hmm. in July to um, the JFK assassination. Yeah. Um, but in that same article, it was also saying how um, Biden said that he wasn't releasing a certain amount of them be because of some sensitivity. Sensitivity. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's like, for me, I was like, hmm, like that's, that's interesting. So mm -hmm. I can see how if somebody else saw that, that they would be like, oh, well, he's hiding something. They're hiding something. A hundred percent. Yeah. I would think the same thing. Yeah. Wouldn't anyone else think the same thing of like what sensitive information? Yeah, are you we we already saw the actual live footage of an assassination. What do you tell? What's more sensitive than that that I yeah. can't see? I've already seen the worst. You're gonna hide words from me? So, yeah. Again, so. our conspiracy loves to thrive and grow like a little fungus. Yeah. Even if you go to the CIA's website, you can read some of their released documents. And there's one we did an episode about where they um, mentally transported themselves to Jupiter. There is a full document talking about it. And you're like, okay. And then you go to another one and it's like water in a school in Detroit and it is redacted. Yeah. And you're like, what's going on? And then you have Flint, Michigan coming out and you're like, they're poisoning the water again. Um, and then you get, you know, Alex Jones yelling about water turning the frogs gay. And you're like, yep, Alex Jones is talking about it. So now like, now it's like out to the masses and now people aren't drinking chloride anymore. You know, um, it's just, it spins and spins and spins. So yeah. Um, we only have like a couple minutes left. Does anyone have any more questions or comments? Actually, uh, we actually go to 12, 1.15. Oh, oh, even better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorites, with, and I don't know, if there's a lot of conspiracy theories that revolve around her, but I, and unfortunately, you know, Britney Spears. Yeah, oh, we've, we've covered Britney Spears heavily. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Most recently, because sometimes I just like, not that I'm like trying to get entertainment from her mental issues, I'm just like kind of, I've been interested because I'm like, what is going on, you know, yeah. with her? And uh, I saw something in a thread. Threads are everything. Uh, yeah, they, they are. are everything. And so I saw something, um, you know how, like, if you want to dress to fit tighter, you're going to censure <laughs> right behind. If you're going to take a picture, you're just like, hey, showing this off. <laughs> and all she ever does is does twirls. Yeah. You know, like, I come out of there, like, I'm basically nauseous from her <laughs> feet. But, like, somebody was like, well, you know how AI has a hard time um, with hands? Yeah. And they're like, well, what if Britney Spears is just AI generated? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, right, because... Your full hand shows when you're cinching a dress behind your back. Mm -hmm. But the, the the level of conspiracy theories or, uh, you know, suggestion, you know, that comes out of anything that she does is just, yeah. I, the entertainment is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Brittany is actually a, a fun, not fun, it's terrible talking. I, I know. But right? I, there, there has to be a better word for that. Um, interesting case study of a conspiracy theory, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, her being like released and freed was proof that the conspiracy theory was right, that she was being held against her own will, that she was being held captive in her own home, that she was being monitored, that it was never her online, that it was never her posting. That was always the conspiracy, right? Something's happening to Britney Spears and that it was true. Mm -hmm. 
And so now you have the like the effects of that continuing on. So Brittany is free, and the joke is maybe she's too free. Maybe we shouldn't have freed her. Um, and then you get these kind of like uh, manic videos from her, manic postings, and then and she it, feeds into it exactly. And mm-hmm. then it and then it like calmed down, and then it stopped. And so the conspiracy theories who were here from the beginning are they're back here again, going, well, what happened to crazy Brittany? And then that's where the AI comes in. Oh, it's a green screen background. You can tell when she twirls like this, there's like a piece of green you could catch behind mm-hmm. her. Yeah. yeah. They've, they've got her down again, locked up, and now they're just putting an AI rendering of her to keep people silenced and stop asking questions. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, a, she's a living conspiracy theory. <laughs> yes. And she's playing into it, too, because people mm-hmm. will be in the comments like, Wear yellow in your next video if you're being held against your will. Then she wears a yellow dress in the next video. Mm-hmm. Yes. So again, yeah. there's a Flowers. piece. There's always that little tiny fragment of truth that makes yeah. it all wrap around. I was going to say, that reminds me of something I see on TikTok far too often of, like, this mom and her daughter. Where people say that, like, they look exactly like this mom yeah. and her daughter that went missing. And then they do all these dances and, like, they do the same thing, like, wear blue and then they'll wear blue. Yeah. And it's scary because I'll even watch those and be like, and they break it down. They're like every before they do anything, they look to the left because they're getting instruction, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Something that's really interesting with a lot of that is the idea of the mind control that is possible, or cloning, um, or breaking MK Ultra. You you know your handler of MK Ultra. So Miley Cyrus did it when she went. A little crazy. When she had twerking. a wrecking ball moment, she broke yeah. out of the... Um, she broke out of it, and it tends to be hyper-sexualized, and then they come back to a sense of normalcy. Um, Britney Spears right now might be going through it because she's, you know, being very sexualized and hyperactive. Um, and you see it a lot, and usually it's... I think it's almost... Um, maybe our response to not having a corner of how to diagnose witchcraft culturally anymore. Because, yeah. Because back in the day, if someone was acting like a little off, you'd be like, okay, I think witchcraft is going on here, right? (laughs) But nowadays, it's what what is it? And if it's um, somebody with the money and the resources like Britney Spears, who has, you know, the option for treatment but is refusing it, then something else has to be going on. Um, Or even if you look at her treatment in the past, when she was forced into rehab, she went to one of the worst rehab centers where... Yeah, um, look look that up again. Where the conspiracy theories just like they grabbed on and grew. Mm-hmm. The rehab center that she was sent to is one of the worst rated in LA. One star. It's one it's, of the like free program rehab centers that um, is assigned to you in public like court and stuff. Yeah. So then it's like, why would she go there with the resources that she has, right? Um, and magic and belief has existed in society since, you know, we emerged from the ponds. Um, and if you don't have something to fill that, then it, it kind of leads into conspiracy. Like if a woman's acting a little witchy, what is the problem? Is she manic? Um, it used to be hysteria. Now it's mind control. Um, you know, people behind the scenes pulling the strings. It yeah. fills that niche that we need to have filled because we just don't understand it any other way. Have you guys done anything on, like, Avril Lavigne? The Avril Lavigne clone? Mm-hmm. Uh, we d- hit, we've, ta- we've, we've touched, touched about on it. it. It doesn't, it's not as juicy as Britney. Um, the, it's literally just that, that Avril Lavigne died at the peak of her career and that yeah. her label wanted to continue to make money and they found a lookalike and then just 
the the more fun cloning conspiracies come when you look at Queen Elizabeth and the monarchy because mm-hmm. those go into the fact that they want to keep the monarchy continued so they clone people for, you know, harvesting. It's very Elizabeth Bathory where they want the blood or they want the babies. Um yeah. 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 So yeah. Um and Princess Diana wasn't having it, so they killed her. Yeah. You know? Um that's why when uh, Queen Elizabeth died, like there was a lot of people in the conspiracy community who were kind of celebrating because they think she is the reptilian uh, elite overlord because reptilian belief is also very um, prevalent. You have uh, Hillary Clinton is one that has infiltrated our own government. Um, and the, there's the thing with reptilian DNA is there's something to it. Because there's also like certain blood types where maybe we don't really know where it came from. Um, like you have some donors who are universal, that makes sense. But then you have some very rare blood types where you're like, where did this come into the human genome at? And we have a harder time tracking that. And we're like, there must be interspecies something going on, yeah. you know? And then you get the videos online of, um, Justin Bieber throwing up on stage and then the light hits his eyes and it's like, oh. yeah, and they're like, oh, and he blinks sideways. <laughs> yeah, and it's hiding in plain sight. If you look up Valiant Thor, he was a Venusian alien who was in the White House and you can see pictures of him online where it's like, this is Valiant Thor sitting at the White House. And it was like, who was this guy? He was an alien, you know? And that's one that's kind of another one that's like hiding in plain sight. Um, Pop culture is probably, like, the biggest pusher for conspiracy, whether you're, like, we really want to digest it or not. It's not as fringe as we want to think. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a iceberg of conspiracies where, you know, the further down you go, the weirder it gets. Mm-hmm. But most of us accept, like, we, pro- we probably killed JFK, right? For one reason or another. Like, probably yeah, had something right. to do with it. Or the CIA tweeting on MLK was pretty ironic yeah. to me. Where were, what were yeah. you guys doing that day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of like a pretty accepted, or at least everyone knows about it, right? Mm-hmm. You could bring it up and everyone knows what you're talking about. But then, of course, you can get further down the line and be like, did JFK also know that the, the moon US, is a hologram? Yeah, the moon yeah. is a hologram and the U.S. has been working with alien intelligence and he was getting ready to release those documents and tell the public that we've been working with aliens in an underground government tunnel. Yeah, look up Eisenhower. Is it Eisenhower's missing minutes? Yeah, Eisenhower's missing minutes. Like every president has the minute by minute their time accounted for. There was a time where Eisenhower apparently went to the dentist, but it wasn't documented. So then what you get is that he was signing treaties with the aliens for Area 51. Whoosh! You have to let people know what's going on because Area 51, Eisenhower having a dentist appointment, allegedly birthed Area 51. It wasn't just the balloon that went down. Yeah. Because there's always people being like, well, then what was the president up to if we're yeah. being visited by people from other planets, you know? Yeah, um, again, the information. Just tell us. Mm-hmm. We're going to do worse with the anonymity than we will with the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys ever watched the show Inside Job on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's. I think it's really good. It's like an adult cartoon, but it's essentially about these people who work for like the deep state. And so it's it's kind of like a satire about all yeah. these conspiracy theories. So it dives into like, there's this one guy who works on like their team and he is like an alien from like underground. Mm-hmm. And, like a whole section where they talk about him talking to like both yeah. different presidents and stuff. It's really interesting. Yeah. Do you know the term um, disinformation? Yeah. So there's always jokes that like some of your most popular media is a part of disinformation. Um, the most common one is like anytime there's a UFO sighting, 
and people have video and pictures and firsthand accounts, they always put the craziest guy on camera. They always put the guy who looks like he hasn't showered in seven days and screams at the sky for probably six hours straight. Mm-hmm. They put him on camera. No, I'm doing aliens. And then everyone's just like, yeah, okay, whatever, man. You it's, see that a lot with UFO abductions. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a running joke where we say that my partner, that he looks like he's been abducted by aliens. Or like, you look like the front man of the alien abductions. Um, because when you get somebody who's like very well respected in the community... Um, it ruins their reputation, right? And why should it? You're just telling a story or an experience. But then you get people out there, <laughs> like out there, out there, who are like screaming, ranting, and raving, or they have substance abuse issues, and maybe it is a mental health thing, but they get put front and center. Yeah, and it's um, that purposeful disinformation. Mm-hmm. They're telling the truth. He's telling you the truth. You're not going to believe it. It's exactly what the Kardashians do, which I know sounds silly, but you know, you have. Kim goes and speaks at Harvard and now all of a sudden Kylie's wearing this giant lion's head on the, you know, on the runway. And like, I'm like, why do we care? We never see what's going on in these types of shows. You know what I mean? But it's just like diverting our attention. Yeah. And so when there's an adult cartoon that is making fun of conspiracies, is it, is it really making fun or is Mm -hmm. it just saying it out loud? Yeah. It's that whole um, hiding in plain sight or even more popular. Watch the shining with the lens that Stanley Kubrick was trying to tell us that we faked the moon landing, which is a popular one, you know? Beautiful one. Um, Absolutely beautiful conspiracy. One of my favorite. Put a bow on that. So, yeah. Uh, have you discussed Dr. Graham Hancock on your podcast at all? Mm-mm. The Drive theory? I suggest you look into that. So, basically, the whole idea or the premise of his theory is that there was a meteorite or an asteroid, and, and then it was a meteorite. It, it it crashed into these this two mile thick glaciers and mm-hmm. basically that's what created uh, a change in climate. I have like heard about, about this ten thousand or so years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very interesting, but I guess that would sort of fall under conspiracy theory because yeah. the old guard sort of really suppressing that information. Yeah, uh, say old guard. What's that? Did you say the old guards? Yeah, of, it? yeah. Of, the, of anthropology. Yeah. And yeah. Archaeology and yeah. Um, even like Martian Manhunter, like he finally gets his reveal in DC Comics. He's been there the whole time as a shapeshifter and people are like, reptilians, reptilians. He's literally a Martian, you know? Um, and you're like, this guy's been around since before the reptilian conspiracy came through. But you know what I mean? It's, it's a qualifier and it makes it more fun and it makes it more sassy. You know, who cares if that's how things began um if that's what you want to subscribe into it's totally fine because there's some that there's no harm no foul with certain conspiracies um okay what's the like strangest most obscure conspiracy theory that you guys have come across i think the uh 4chan getting trump elected yeah the the uh that one's a fun one um fun like in a demon way because like Oh, it ties know, in not my favorite one. Actually. So it ties in some of my favorite conspiracies, which is um, left hand pat magic, the CK, which is that like by doing certain rituals, you can actually make things happen. And they said that Pepe the Frog is a sigil, and by everyone on 4chan charging it, that's how it created power and yeah. manifesting Trump getting elected. Um, so I think that one's crazy because it's just like a, a braid of multiple ones. The Grim Reaper was real, and he was a member of the Men in Black. Aliens show up during catastrophic events, right? And if you look at what witches' marks were, um, they're very similar to the marks of alien abduction because there's there's weird triangular divots in the skin or you start acting sick or you start acting erratic. Um, 
what shows up once aliens come around, the men in black. And there are cases where people went absolutely crazy or getting tortured and they're saying, well, the black, the man in black, the black man came to me. And there's more documented sightings of UFOs during medieval times than there were rat infestations. So people are like, do we really want to blame the rats for the bubonic plague? Or was it the aliens coming around and spraying us? Because there's also historical documents where they talk about the men in scythes putting um, gas in the fields. And it's like, why are we reading about this in medieval times? It must be that the Grim Reaper either was a member of the men in black or was an alien himself. And that one is real fun to talk about. Yeah. Um, Look up like medieval art with UFOs. And then Gods of Eden, I believe is the book where they, it's essentially like a compilation of all of the mentions of the Grim Reaper spotted in history and all of the different UFOs. Um, And there are historical uh, depictions of like UFO battles in the sky. People are like, maybe the people, maybe they just all ate too much poppy seed, you know, and there's like not a good explanation for why. (laughs) So the the bread was bad and that's why they drew that. Yeah. So does the Mothman come into any of that? He's a cryptid conspiracy. Um, He's a harbinger of doom. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mothman's fun because um, the more fringe part of Mothman is Indrid Cold, who's the man who shows up before him. Um, And we love talking about Indrid Cold because you hear about the tall man that people sometimes get when they do too much cough medicine or things like that. You know know the joke about, I took 12 Benadryl, now the hat man's coming to get me? Yeah. The hat man has Indrid Indrid Cold. cold. Yeah. It's fun, right? It's fun. I never... Yeah, there's also um, the Mothman of Chernobyl, which is fun. And there's a lot of Ukraine deaths where people, um, the elevator death, which is attributed to a massive spider, but a lot of people think it could also be Mothman related. So, um, yeah, covered them all. It gets, yeah, it gets, but Mothman's fun. Um, I would say my favorite cryptid are the Fresno Nightcrawlers. They're just haunted pants. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they're just sweet little angels. Just yeah. They get caught on um, park footage from the National Forest They're like Service. on CCTV looking like a pair of sweatpants running through the night. Mm-hmm. I have seen that. Yeah, yeah they're cute. It's, it's like she shows up kind of white. Yeah. yeah. Then, yep. yes, they're adorable. Yes. My favorite cryptid <laughs> is the Thunderbird because um, it's te- it would technically be a dinosaur that's still living. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a big one that's documented in Native American folklore. So mm-hmm. I have no choice that but to believe it. super interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, now I think we're a little out of time. Um, We do have some, I would say, kind of business cards. I mean, you could pull the sticker off, but if anyone wants to reach out, if you have more questions, you're more than welcome to. Um, This is not like a podcast plug. This is just something that we do for the love of the game. Mm -hmm. So if you guys have any questions or want to reach out or, um, you know, you want to yell at us about something we said was wrong, we welcome all of it. We welcome debate. um, I'll just, if anyone wants one, if you don't want one, just, you can throw it away. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. So, thank you so much for having us. Thank you. <laughs>